Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which he intends, at the end of time, to raise up a people who will rule with him. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to subscribe to our channel, and if there is a notification bell icon, I would like you to hit that bell so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. I want to encourage you to like this page so that we can develop the number of likes that we have so that we can come up in the rankings because we have a message that is critical for this hour and this time. So thank you so much for those of you who are already doing so. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can visit our website at templeoftruth.us. That's www.templeoftruth.us. Or you can go to patreon.com and look for our handle, Emerging Temple. To what um, Brother Mike mentioned in Romans, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's what it says in the King James Version. And then in Ephesians chapter six, it it um it expounds on that. It tells you to, um, you know, how do you, what are you appropriating from the word of God and how do you use it in your life? That's what verses 12 through. What I'm saying is like, take for instance, a horse is terrifying. Most people are terrified of horses. And I mean, now I'm on crutches and I'm disabled, but I'm still not terrified of horse. I'm smart enough to stay out of the stall with a horse that I think will stomp me or kick me that I can't get away from because I'm on crutches. But when I wasn't on crutches, I could just walk up to a horse, step on the fence, jump on his back, and I could ride a horse. And, and what I'm saying is most people can't ride a horse because, and how do we get a person from I can read all this stuff about faith, just like I can read all this stuff. I can watch every video. But when I get out there and put put my foot in that stirrup or jump off that fence onto a horse without a saddle, that that is what people say, well, how do you get that? And yes, so yes, you have to hear it. So, um, so we say some things to people, but... Um, and like these, these scriptures can help, and certainly the shield of faith. But if if I say to somebody, put on the shield of faith, and they don't know what that is, and they know what it is, I've read the scriptures, I know the scriptures, I, but I don't, I I don't know, I don't know what it is. I mean, I I can put on a t-shirt, but the t-shirt isn't the shield of faith. And so, the part I'm saying is, people. People need to have faith, and it says they get they get to faith by hearing, and you know that's to me that where they they say you know you will have faith, and and not by seeing faith you're going to you should have faith by by the hearing, hearing you know, the word of God. It's hearing the word of God. It's not say by hearing. It says by hearing the word of God. What does God I say think, about anything? He says, even even right on down to okay, fear of horses and if fear God of says, If God says, I am God, don't fear all these other things. 
then why do we waste so much time being afraid of everything? And it's not because the person is afraid and fearful. I, my, what I was looking for is even when, like I said in Luke, in that part of Luke, Luke, um, Luke nine, where Jesus says in nine forty one of Luke, um, what an unbelieving and perverse lot you are. But does he really ever tell them how do you stop being? How do they stop being perverse? How do they stop being um, unbelieving? And I I know that I'm a calm person. I have my feelings. And sometimes I'm much calmer than I am. And I totally believe that I just say to God, you know what, God? It's not going to do anybody any good for me to run around here screaming and hollering and being afraid. So I might as well just let that part go and give me some Give me some wisdom to deal with the situation. Give me some wisdom. But how, you know, for me to say to somebody, I mean, I believe that this Bible study people have faith. But how do you tell someone who doesn't have faith? How do you build your faith? I believe you build it by, first of all, believing that Jesus, it doesn't matter what you've done in your life. Jesus is he gave his life for us so that God doesn't have to be mad at us anymore. We don't have to deal with all that, you know. When you go back to the Old Testament, wrathful, and I'm going to wipe you off the face of the earth and whatever and all those things. And a lot of people read those things and say those things. But I don't see God as, I don't see God as like a cat sitting there waiting for us to have a fault come out and then pounce on us. I see God as amazingly there for us in a way that humans don't even understand. And when you need the courage, when you need the wisdom, when you need whatever, it comes to you. And and you thank God for it. And that was what I was looking for. Is, are there places in the Bible that, you know, um, when I asked, I mean, I asked Google Bible, how does Jesus tell us to get faith and to build our faith. And I think part of it, yes, is reading your Bible. I think part of it is um, just sitting quietly with God, whether you call that prayer or meditation or whatever, just to sit down and and um, so that when something comes along that you have to deal with, whatever it is, that you have that perfect shield of faith you you've now built your shield it's there for you and that was the part is um how do you build it i mean for instance i can remember being a teenager and all you had to do was mention the word death and my heart my heart froze up i was afraid i'm not afraid of death anymore i'd like to stay and see more things but i'm not i'm not you know i feel that's god's choice and I'll accept whatever that happens and I'm I'm at peace with it and that's the part is how do we you know how do we help other people get to that peace and I do think we we cannot help we cannot help other people get there only one person can do that and that is Jesus Christ we cannot do anything for anybody our job is to introduce people to the man that can help them. We cannot help anybody. 
we must hold that as the basis of our existence. We are mere servants of our big brother, Jesus Christ. He has sent us out as ambassadors to bring people to him. Now, when the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, it didn't say faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Bible. You said that. It said the word of God. But in Greek, the word used there is rima, R-H-E-M-A. It's totally different from the word logos, which is used in John chapter one. Okay. Rima mm. is a spoken word that comes like a revelation into your mind. It comes directly from Jesus to you, not through anybody else. I can only teach you from the Bible, but Rima, you get directly from Jesus Christ. So and I, and I agree. And I, Sorry? and I, oh, I agree, but I'm just wondering. I mean, what I was wondering is are there places where it, Jesus says specific things? And I, I do think, personally, I think that even if I pray with somebody and. You were going to ask a question. You were going to ask a question. The question was, are there places, and you stopped. Oh, are there places that in the Bible or, well, in the Bible that tells, what did Jesus ever, I mean, he tells, he tells these people, um, what's wrong with you? I'm frustrated with you. Why don't you do this? Well, why don't they do what? Where did he tell them what to do? And I'm not saying that in a light way. I'm saying where in the Bible did he tell them what to do that they're not doing it? If he says, what an unbelievable... Okay, okay, fine. You're, okay, you're referring to the scripture you just gave us where the man brought his son to right. Jesus. Okay. And you had assumed that Jesus was talking to the man, correct? When he talked about people without faith, correct? No, because he, he, the man says, I asked the disciples and they couldn't okay. do it. And I, th I think Jesus was talking about to his disciples. Exactly. You are absolutely because correct. They, because now, they did not... Because they here he's been teaching them, but they go, well, well, I, I mean, in a way, I teach kids, so I tend to teach, you know, talking with. So you do know, kids. so you do know that Jesus was referring to his disciples. Yeah. Correct. That means that yes. means you do know that they had been taught by Jesus. Right, and so I because was we wondering... we mentioned we mentioned where Jesus told them, if you have faith like a mustard seed. You can move mountains. We know about the Beatitudes and so on and so forth. So we know that he had fed, uh, what was it? I don't know how many thousand people he fed with how many Five loaves thousand. of bread and fish. Good. So we know he had done this. We know he had taught them. He actually did the loaves of bread miracle twice. Okay, we know that. Right, so, right. So he wasn't knocking you and I. He was knocking the guys he had taught, okay, oh, who were supposed yeah, to be his ministers. See, you answered that because you said when he talked about the mustard seed, he was telling them. But at at the same time, when 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 um, Jesus had faith, we'll feed all these people. Get me some loaves and what do we have here? Oh, loaves and fish. Pass it out. And they're like, pass it out. It's like seven fish or five or whatever. You know, but pass it out, and all the people ate. And and so that was one of the things where he showed. He showed them. And then after that, then after that, he sent them out two by two and to go and cast out devils from people. 
and to heal the sick. And they came they back and it. said, wow, master, the devils obey us in your name. And he said, yes. don't rejoice that the devils obey you. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. So we have documented yes. evidence that he had taught them that they had exercised that faith. They had received the reward of exercising that faith. Now, all of a sudden, they turn flat. Right. Okay. But I, okay. Because I think the question that I was wondering is, you know, and like I said, the mustard seed. And, but, um, you know, I just was looking for specific places where if somebody says, well, that's nice, but how do you build faith? But we just, but we just, we just said, we just, you asked a question, which was a legitimate and a nice question. Good question. When did Jesus teach them? Then I gave you the example. Yeah. Now you gave me the, see, those examples is what I was looking for. Right. right. Here's another example. Here's another example. If I may interject in Matthew um, chapter 19. Yes. That the children are brought to him and in chapter 19 verse 14 jesus said suffer little children and forbid them not to come unto me for of such is the kingdom of god and he laid his hands on them and departed thence that when um brother mike was speaking earlier he was saying that when we get in our car and we turn the key we have faith that the car is going to start a child is not afraid naturally doesn't fear anything in fact they they have no fear even when they should have fear because they have no experience to put those negative thoughts into them so they come kind of like empty vessels ready to be filled so that um we have to come to to god with that same awe trust and wonder that a child comes to god but we come as an adult and we've experienced some bad things in life. So Very good. And, and over time, we're supposed to become like children. Yes. And become then more the, trusted. And then the other thing it says in chapter 19, in verse 26, um, Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with men, they were asking about who can be saved. Because he was talking about a lot of a lot of challenges that they have to overcome. And he says, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So the part of the faith is trust. Another part of the faith is believing that with, that with God, nothing is impossible with God. All things are possible with God. And, and child, I, I believe that and I understand it and I have peace in that. But what I don't know how to do is help somebody I mean, yes, I understand. I can say, tell them, Jesus, that this is what Jesus, and do you accept Jesus? And I can say the, the, um, you know, the the Jesus prayer with them, and to, you know, and I, and I have found a lot of times when you just say that prayer with somebody, they don't believe you, but it changes their life. Some somehow, it's like little drops of water are dropping in and changing them everywhere in life, but. Um, I mean, maybe it's maybe the answer is you just have to have faith that they'll get faith. Yes, that you know, it says one must water one, you know, one per you planted the seed, 
you led them in the prayer of salvation. Somebody else will come along and um, help them understand the Bible, take them through Bible study. They're on a journey. Each one of us is on a journey of salvation and a journey of faith. And we'll all get there, but we don't all get there at the same time. Can I ask right. that, can I ask that we uh, give Tabo an opportunity to talk oh, to yeah. us about what he had in mind? Is Tabo there? Can he hear us? Oh, yes. We can hear you. All right. Hello, Tabo. Can you go ahead? Tell us what you have for us. Um, I've read the book of Matthew, chapter 3. Um, about that time, John the Baptist... John the Baptist came and began preaching in the desert area of Judea. And John said, change your hearts and lives because the kingdom of heaven is coming soon. John the Baptist is the one. Isaiah, the prophet, was talking about. Isaiah. This is a voice of a man who calls out in a desert. He prepare the way for the Lord. He makes sure the road is straight. Well, Lord. And John's clothes were made of camel's hair. And his belt was leather. And his food was... Locust. Hey, Tabo, Tabo can, can I stop you for a second? Yes. Okay. Okay, sorry for interrupting you. Okay, this is what I want you to do. I know you've read this before, and we have all read it also. I, I don't want you to read the whole thing back to me again. Okay, what I want you to tell me is, in briefly, in a summary, as much as you possibly can, tell me what you understand from what you read. Because everybody listening to you has already read it before. So there's a reason why you want to talk about it. Why do you want to talk about this particular thing? What is it about John the Baptist that strikes out, stands out to you? What is it about his encounter with Jesus? What is it exactly about what you read in chapter three there that you want to discuss with us or you want to talk to us about? Um, that's a humble person that he can rely on. And that's why he makes him baptize people and even Jesus himself let him baptize him as well okay have you ever asked yourself why Jesus would allow I mean Jesus was greater than John the Baptist okay and John the Baptist said look you should be the one baptizing me yeah what, what was Jesus's response and why do you think that is Jesus response was that let it be this way for now. Right. He said that we should do things that are right. And then that's when John agreed to baptize Jesus. So Jesus decided to become like one of us. Ooh. And says, since God had made you, John the Baptist, to baptize people, I have come from God, but I have to obey God myself. So as no matter who I am, so like your mom now is your mom. She can tell you, go do this, go do that, correct? But yes. she can't, if she tells you to go do something that God says you cannot do, are you going to listen to her? 
No, you can't. Okay. So you, 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 you must, she knows that you're going to stand in front of God and you're not going to be able to say, God, wait a second, let me call up my mom so she can explain this to me. You're going to have to talk to God for yourself. So Jesus is teaching us there that everyone must submit to the word of God. So even though John the Baptist was lower than he was, John the Baptist was doing work for God and God had commanded everybody to come and be baptized. And so Jesus was obeying the word of God. So that's what I pick from that. If there's, if from the other parts of the, that same chapter, if there's some things there, uh, see how we pull something out from that? See how we learn something from that? Yes. Good. That's what the Bible is for. What lesson can you learn from the few verses you have read? That's what we're supposed to do when we come together. Because everybody reads it at home. So, but when we come together, it's to find out what is the implication of what I just read, okay? Now, we just saw the implication of why, of what it meant for Jesus to submit himself to John the Baptist, to be baptized by John the Baptist, because at this time, God had commanded everybody to go to John the Baptist to be baptized. And Jesus didn't say, well, you know, I'm Jesus Christ. I came straight from heaven. I don't have to do that. Well, God said everybody should do it. So Jesus was setting the example. You remember when Jesus' mother and father were, earthly father, that is, were looking for him when he was a 12-year-old in the temple? Do you remember that? I don't think I've read that one. Yeah, yeah. When they were looking for him, they couldn't find him. And then when they finally found him, they found him in the temple. And they said, where have you been? We've been looking for you. And he says, what? Why were you looking for me? Didn't you know you'd find me in my father's house? Okay. Now, the Bible says he still submitted to his mother and went home with her. You see that? So that was written for people like you and I so that we know what kind of authority our parents have over us. You can't say, look, I'm so spiritual. I know the Bible so much. I don't have to do what you say. Okay, so some of these things that are in the scriptures, we're supposed to learn something from it. And that's what I want you to do. So when you study, you read something, I want you to take time, discuss it with your mom, get some idea of what it's talking about. So that when you speak, you tell us, this is what I think I got from this. And then we can debate it, you know, and chew on it and grow from that. Okay, but go ahead. If there's anything else you want to say about it, go ahead. No, I think that was a perfect explanation. So I'll learn that for next time. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so Sister Bele, please make sure that as Tabu has started to interpret these things that you work with him so that he understands the implication of what he has studied, amen? amen. And so when he's speaking, when he's speaking, he's breaking it down because a lot of his mates are going to come to him. He's the only light that they have. A lot of those kids are in darkness. They've never, they've never opened one Bible. They've never, you know, they just go to church, like maybe hymns or whatever, and that's it. But he, God wants to use him to bring light where there's darkness. So it's very, very important. Okay? Okay. All right, cool. Brother Mike, can you hear me? Oh, yes. Yes, mom, go ahead. Uh, I've been sitting here listening, and I think sometimes when we get, deeper in our study and we read a lot of scriptures and we are led by God we expect other people 
that we're ministering to to catch it right away. Yes. And we forget that when Jesus said, suffer the little children to come unto me, that when we're talking to the unsaved people that yeah. want to know something, we have to think in words of faith, healing, trust, all of those words like a child when we're yeah. explaining. And I know if somebody says to me, oh, understand faith. Uh, I would probably go back to the, all the years the Lord had me working with children was when you ask your mother for a piece of bread and you're in the house, there is an anticipation, there's a longing inside that she is going to come forth with that bread or something that will satisfy your stomach. And so many times I think people read about faith and they see all these great things are happening, but we can't start at the beginning. A nursing baby, when it wants to suckle, it beats on its mother, it snuggles on its mother, and pretty soon without having a language, that mother knows, oh, it's time to feed my baby. That baby had faith. And, and, and yes. so we start from there. And I always tell people when they tell me they don't understand, I tell them, I said, you know, that is a great statement because this Bible is a large book about how our master taught all the time he walked the earth and he left people to teach us. And I said, we have to play catch up. So if you don't understand it today, we'll get some scriptures to read. And I can guarantee you when we pray that the Lord is going to give you some examples and expectations that make it clear. And that, that's what I kept thinking about the whole time, because we sometimes are so fervent in what we want to do, we forget to pray over ourselves and say, Lord, give me the words. Even though I've read it, I've studied it, give me the recall. Give me the word you want me to impart to this person today. And if he doesn't give it to you, I always just fear, okay, he wasn't ready for me to do that. And I go to something else. I mean, that's my, that, that's kind of how I, I see it and have heard it preached and watched people teach. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I think our expectations for ourselves sometimes get ahead of our mission. Uh, I, I think I think you're clear. You're, um, no one can fault what you just said. Definitely, you've got to be able to work with people based on the level of faith that they have attained, and um, you know, let them let them grow. There's definitely that's what I, I support that, and I agree with that one hundred percent. Okay, I think Abele was about to say something. Um, oh, I didn't really plan to share, but um, since we're sharing... Sorry, sorry, talking. sorry. You can mute your mi microphone if, if you're not speaking because I can hear some clanging of plates and pots. Okay, okay go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I was saying I didn't really plan to share, um, but since we're sharing, 
um, it was, um, I read the Colossians, um, that's where the spirit took me to read. Um, I asked God to take me to a verse in the Bible. Um, and this is where he took me to. So it was chapter three. Um, he's talking about that we had, we should put to death our members, which is, which is, means um, we should regard ourselves as being dead to the world. Um, not literally, but spiritually and focus on things that are above and that we are now, we don't have the characters of the new man, which is, um, which means um, that we are the elect of God and, and therefore that we have to put on tender mercies, be kind, humble, be meek, long suffering, and being tolerant with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, just like Christ forgave us, and above all, to love one another. But um, to, um, to understand that Christ is in all, that there is no Jews, once we accept Christ now, there's no longer Greeks or Jew, but or circumcised or uncircumcised, or barbarian or slave or free, but that Christ is in all and all. And in the Christ is all and in all. And um, so it's basically just telling us how to live as Christians. And um, we also talked about what we're to do at home says uh, wives that uh, wives should submit to their husbands and then husbands should love their wives and not be bitter towards them and children should obey parents in all things because it's pleasing to the Lord. And then he says fathers should not provoke their children. Sorry, can I can I interrupt again, please? Sorry. Uh, sorry for interrupting. I just tried to, I'd said this a few weeks ago and I'm trying to say it again. We've read these things, all of us. What, why we come to fellowship is we want to hear, want, we want you to bring to life what you've studied. In other words, what I mean bring to life is it doesn't matter whether you only spend two minutes, but teach us something, share with us something. Do you understand? To, to, to tell us, it says this, it says that we know that. I have the Bible right here with me. It, it's right there. Now, even if it's only three verses, you want to tell me something from what you have studied, what it means to you. Do you understand? Okay, it might be a question. Like Sister Liz started off, she says, how does it, she had two questions. One was how, when and how did Jesus teach his disciples you know, to do things by faith. Why was he, you know, accusing them of not, you know, obeying him? That's one question. I think the next question was, um, how do you teach other people? How do you help other people who are going through things? Okay. So, so then we, we started going back and forth. Kay put a contribution. I put a contribution. Mom came in later on, put a contribution. Do you understand? 
So what I, I would like us to do, and I, I really want to emphasize this point because we have very little time, is we need to come prepared with questions or with something to offer. When It's not a Bible reading session, okay? It's, I read this in the word of God. I don't understand this. Or I read this in the word of God. This is what I understand about this. What do you guys think? Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. So everybody has heard me say this today so we're going to push I, at this I was about to ask my question if I can okay, just go ahead. Ask, can, go ahead. Uh, the part where i was was um where it says fathers should not provoke their children my question was going to be why um the emphasis on father and why not mother is there any reason for that um no, that's it. This is not a verse that really requires. It's basically the way it was written is exactly the way I will explain it. That there's no, there's not, there's nothing else I understand outside of how I've just explained it now. Um, so that's it, really. Okay, that's. By the way, that is a very, very legitimate and beautiful question, because a lot of people have read that scripture, and I had that question at one time. This is my understanding of it. I don't know if other people want to contribute after I have. One, during the time of Paul, a father was the law. In some societies, especially Rome, a father had the right to kill his own child for disobedience to him up to the age of 30. Okay? Now, because of that kind of power that the father had, okay, in certain cultures of the world to this day, okay, a father is as God, okay? That is to, to the children. Now, as a young person who wants to explore the world and you want, maybe you want to go to the next town and you're, 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 you're 19 years old, and you tell your father, I want to go with my friends next town. Your father says, no. Why, dad? Because I said so. It's frustrating to a child. So God was coming to speak and teach fathers about how to be a father. Don't, take, don't use the authority that you have to put your children under bondage. That is on the physical plane. That's on the, le on the level that you and I are existing on. But there's also spiritual fathers, okay? Somebody who's your spiritual leader, okay? Can frustrate you, okay? Simply because he has that spiritual authority to guide you, to lead you. And, you know, Paul says, you know, you people have many teachers, but not many fathers because I have begotten you in Christ, okay? So that particular scripture there, any young man or young woman, okay, that has had a, 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 a tough, imposing dad can identify with what Paul is saying, you know? Because sometimes you can talk to your mom and say, mom, come on, please. And then maybe mom will say, okay, what dads? Dads don't talk. When they say no, it's no. You gotta go get the bigger dad, maybe grandma. In our society, I find it's mostly the mothers that actually frustrate their children. So how do you, which part of the Bible speaks about that? Can I say something here? Sure. That when you read the 
Bible in other languages, like if you read it in Spanish, it says los padres. And los padres is everyone in authority, the parents, those that are in authority. Thank you. Okay, it's not specifically, it's talking about a person who has that position of authority over someone else. So it could be father, it could be mother, it could be boss, it could be um, king, it could be president, whoever has the authority. They cannot be frustrating those people that they have been given authority over because the Bible tells us- It could even be a government. A government that yes. uh, that nobody would be given the, have the authority unless God gave it to them. Right. Okay, thank you. Very good. Okay. Um, I don't know. Dr. Logan, you're the only one who hasn't um, contributed anything um, uniquely from yourself today. Is there something you want to share with us? Um, you know what? I, I studied a lot of different things this week, but what stood out to me most was when I looked at Ecclesiastes 3.3, and everybody knows Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Okay. You know, to everything, there is a season and, and a time to every purpose under heaven. So if you read all of chapter three, we go through that and we read it pretty much by rote. But when I was looking at it, um, where I was looking specifically at verse three, chapter three, verse three, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. And when I was looking specifically at the time to break down and a time to build up, that the um, new thoughts that came to my mind about that is when, when um, in those days, people were um, nomadic as they traveled from place to place, then they would break camp. They would have to take inventory of everything as they broke down. And I grew up camping as a child that when we left a campsite, we had to leave the campsite in the same condition or better that it was in when we got there. So it would be ready, returning things, restoring things back to um, nature the way that God had intended it. And um, then, so you break down from one campsite and then you build up in another place. And, um, that that's not a negative thing. A lot of people, when they look at that, that they look at that as a, as a negative thing, but it's not a negative thing that as we're going on our journey of our Christian um, faith, our walk, that we have to um, take inventory and break some things down and you know get rid of some things which are broken replace them with new things before we can continue on our journey. Like we used to um, empty the refrigerator, empty the drawers, empty everything out of the camper. And then when we were ready to go um, on the next part of our journey, we had to restock that um, that's the way that it is in a lot of parts of life that breaking down and building up does not mean negative. That, that's what I have to share. So basically, like it says 
there's a time to pick up stones, there's a time to throw stones, there's a time yes. to fight, there's a time to refrain from fighting, correct? Yes. So things go on in our lives that sometimes look like, you know, everything has come to a grinding halt, but it's simply a time, you know, not to fight, it's a time to rest. And God is, you know, working on you. So almost like sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset. Yes. Thanks. Yeah, that was a good one. I appreciate that. I don't know. Does uh, anybody else, you know, have something you want to contribute, Sister Liz? Mom Logan, anybody? Well, one of the studies that I did this week was revisiting the head of the household in uh, scriptures. And when the uh, scriptures was talking about the fathers and then some of the examples in the study, they uh, went back to different um, cultures. And one, they talked about the Jewish father, how he did Shabbat with the family and, and children on a set day. And everyone looked forward to it because he gave blessings over his children. And they took it almost a step further when he was giving a blessing to his child. He would say, you were going to be this, uh, you know, let's say father was a lawyer. He'd say, well, you're going to be a lawyer. You're going to be prosperous. You're going to do all these things. And the children looked forward to this because he was always instilling and building them up to get them ready to go out in the world and to produce. And I was just thinking back on my own father as I was studying and reading that and had a longing inside myself for other people to, st to stop just handing a child a piece of technology to play with, uh, talk to them, encourage them, put blessings over their lives and expectations. Uh, that was part of my upbringing on a daily basis. And we've gotten so far from that. And I just, in my spirit, want to encourage people to pick up the things from the scriptures and start using them. Even if you're just teaching a child, you have the opportunity to interject these things. And I, I talked to many people and they said, well, I can't do that. That would be interfering in someone's life. And I said, not if the Lord gave it to you to share. So I think we need to stop feeling compelled to keep quiet. We, we don't have to do this in a dogmatic way. We can always use love and patience. Even when you're correcting two children that are having a fight with rocks on the street. Uh, depending on the age of those children, they don't realize when they're throwing that rock at somebody how bad it hurts. And, and you have to bring them back to full circle and say, would, would you want that to happen to you? And, and I think sometimes in our daily walk, in our Christian walk, we, we have to do basic things to get people to listen to the higher things. And that's just been kind of where I've been all week. 
Yes. And, and I know it's for a reason. I know this stuff. Why is he keeping revealing it to me? He's going to put somebody in my path where I'm going to need that. That's what I feel. So that's that's the only other thing I had, but it hasn't been a one-time read the scripture. It has been all this past week. Amen. Amen. Okay, does anybody have something else you want to add to what we've been, talk we've been talking about? So I solicit your prayers. I solicit your support. Okay, I want to thank you for your time. For those of you who have been faithful, you know, supporting this work, for being involved, sharing these videos. Okay? Don't be, don't, don't, don't get weary. Don't be weary. Don't get tired. Your strength is supposed to come brighter and brighter every day. Okay? Keep pressing on. Share these videos with your family and friends. Start watch parties on Facebook. Go over this video so your friends and family can discuss it. Okay? And continue to write us. Write me through Facebook. Write me through you know, the comment section here on YouTube. Okay? So I want to encourage you. Thank you so much for the way you've been supporting us. Thanks so much for all that you've been doing. We really appreciate it. Remember what I said. If you want to continue listening to us, order, you can always go, okay, to our website. You can see the online menu channels that you can get us through. Like I mentioned um, Apple's iTunes. I met Apple iTunes. I mentioned um, Spotify and I think Google. You can also, you know, the other platforms also through which you can hear us through audio, okay? I want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel and to, you know, hit the like buttons, hit the like buttons. I can't say that enough. Every time you want to use through YouTube, hit the like buttons. Now, if you're watching through Facebook or you're watching through some other video like WhatsApp, it's not going to show here, so you won't even see a like. But if you're watching through YouTube, I want to encourage you. Or Facebook, wherever it is, I want to encourage you, hit that like button. Okay? Hit that like button. It matters to us. Okay? Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for everything that you've been doing. You know, by watching our videos, 